Yes, it's that time of year again. Of course, we love WKRP all year long, but especially now as we get closer to Thanksgiving and recall that incredibly funny episode. Did you know we have five different WKRP designs, including three different Turkey Drop-inspired ones? Simply go to CincyShirts.com and type WKRP into the search bar and have a look. Use the promo code at the end of this episode to save 20% on your entire order online or in-store. Now, on with the show. WKRP in Cincinnati. This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC Cincinnati. This is the nation station. again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 90. Today on our show, Jason Vaughn, CEO of Frisch's Big Boy. McDonald's created the filet fish because of Frisch's fish sandwich. We sell hundreds of thousands of fish sandwiches a year. 70% of those come in a six-week time period in Lent. The franchisee of McDonald's at the time in Cincinnati called out to California and said, I'm getting my teeth kicked in out here. You know, there's a sandwich, it's Lent. I don't have anything to offer them. And so the McDonald's Corporation put together or figured out a filet of fish and it came out here to try to combat the cod sandwich. We found out all kinds of neat stuff like how the Big Boy sandwich predates the Big Mac and how Frisch's was doing pumpkin way before it was cool. We also learned about what Frisch's is up to these days including a foray into the gaming world. It's really cool and how they balance tradition with new food offerings and technology. If you've been liking the podcast, you can support the show via PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com. Kick in whatever you feel is fair. Also, be sure to listen for that special promo code at the end of the episode to save 20% on your next Cincy Shirts or oldschoolshirts.com order. Now, let's talk to Jason Vaughn, CEO of Frisch's Big Boy. C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at Cincy Shirts.com in Cincinnati. Podcasting with Frishes today. Look at this. What do we got under here? What? It's going to be a good one, PF. Yep, it is. <laughs> breakfast Big Boy is proper. How did it take so long to come up with the Breakfast Big Boy? This is like it's one of the things like why didn't this exist our whole lives? You know what? <laughs> I when I joined the company, that was it's good that you have an outside perspective some sometimes. And I would look at the things we already had, like you know, if we just changed a few things up, it would make a big impact. And that that was one of them. You know, but, just wow. let, let me just throw some stuff together and be in the test kitchen and. You know, people look at it and go, that looks pretty good. Well, try it. Okay, what if we throw an egg on it? Okay, let's try that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've got something. It's like son of big boy, and it's all these cool things, and that's what the, you know, how we did the big boy platform. So I love it. Everybody's throwing an egg on anything. It is. Yeah. It's oh, like, that's, it's bacon and egg. It's the, it's, it's, America's crazy for bacon and egg. Oh, yeah. Is. That's exactly right. What's it? The, the taco place in Covington has a kangaroo taco with an egg on it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I tried it just because I'm like, they wouldn't put this on the menu if it wasn't good. It was horrible. But anyway, I, hey, they got my sale because uh, I was just like, okay. You're intrigued. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's this all about? Kangaroo, what? In Covington? I mean, I'm sure what, you don't see these running around. Or <laughs> is it, is it properly kangaroo? Rats. Is it really kangaroo? I, I, that's what the menu said. I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe that was some beefangus thing. I don't know if it was a certified kangaroo thing. Yeah. Did you guys ever try to source like weird meats like that? That uh, you know maybe ostrich and buffalo and some of that stuff. You know, it's different for you. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think we're ready for that. But we are going to bring. We are going to have the impossible big boy sandwich though. Oh, nice. So we are going to bring an impossible meat and have the impossible big boy. It's going to be built. Um, just like a traditional big boy, but just change out the meat protein for the impossible plant based for some lab lab based. That yeah. impo- is the verdict still out on that stuff? I know that you know White Castle and uh, Burger King and everyone else is jumping on. Um, so that so the impossible is really just made out of plants. That's right. I've yeah. tried the Beyond Burger. Is that the one? Yeah, Beyond. Yeah. In my previous job, I interviewed the guy that owned the company, and he sent me some coupons, and we went out down to Whole Foods and. And got them, and it's, it's good. It is good. And you know what? Three years ago, it's better today than it was three years ago. So they keep refining their process, yeah. and it keeps getting better and better. And, you know, the market dictates that on whether people like it or not. And so far, there's a, there's a huge pull for it. Yeah. And they've gotten the flavor profile down. So, you know, we, we can see ourselves in that space as we get to a younger demographic. It's important. So we're excited. Oh, yeah. Got to appeal to the hip- hipsters. Yeah. Yep. The, all the millennials. So they're done eating chicken fingers, and now they're eating plant-based beef patties. And, and here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing, though, why I call a little bit of BS on that, because Taco Bell, year over year, still has positive same-store sales growth. So with all the healthy people out there, somebody's going through a drive-thru and getting oh yeah some Taco Bell at 12 o'clock or 2 a.m. So not everybody that says they want healthy always wants healthy all the time. So you got to be able to... Be around yeah. everywhere. It's or, hard to eat healthy. It is. Gosh, it, it is. Uh, I don't know how many drive throughs I hit up a week and, you know, w- wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Then it's after about 1.30 and you, you haven't eaten lunch yet. You're like, oh, man, here I go. Well, Fresh is here I come. I did it two days ago. went through and I was like, I got to get a buddy boy. We were eating because Buddy Boy is just a snack to me. <laughs> we're doing, we're <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like ah, I'm, I'm being good. I'm not gonna get a big boy or anything. I'm just gonna go for a Buddy Boy. And we're doing that intermittent fasting. My wife and I. Oh, is that and, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can you eat anything between twelve and eight for the most part. And uh, and so the other, we're we both work from home Mondays and Fridays. And she's like, on Monday we're getting Big Boy. Okay. Yeah. So thank got, you. Got two there Big Boys go. and fries, and yeah, dip those fries in the tartar sauce. Have you tried the spicy tartar sauce yet? No. We've got a spicy out. We just rolled. Um, we're getting a roll in a couple of weeks. Uh, smoky chipotle. Ooh. Ah. And then for the uh, holidays, oh, believe it or not, we have a special holiday melt sandwich. It's got carved turkey on it, dressing, right, a stuffed dressing melted into it with cheese. And we've uh, created a cranberry tartar sauce. And it doesn't sound right just to say it, mm. but when you pair it together, yeah. man, it's good. Oh, so wow. we've just got these line extensions that we're doing with what people know about us, but put a new flavor, put a new spin on it, and a new, new way of thinking about it. Um, and so it's it's gone over the spicy. It's gone over really well. The smoky chipotle is people that have tested it. It's gone through the roof. So just to kind of heat up that profile and put it on sandwiches that you know. And what we talked about, just that different twist on the big boy sandwiches that we're doing now. So it's, it's really working well for us. It's, it's innovative for us and uh, people recognize, you know, to kind of educate you go, Oh, okay. I know that's a big boy, but you've got egg on it and bacon on it and tomato. So you recognize it, Yeah. but you get a whole different flavor profile, a whole different pop with all the uh, sauces that I can vouch for that. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll fill you up. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to want a nap here in a second. (laughs) So when you guys change it up a little bit or add new things, uh, are you guys prepared for the immediate backlash that you're going to get from, 
oh, the OGs who are, you know, they grew up with it this certain way, and, you know, they, oh, change, no one wants change, they want freshes to stay the same. Yeah, you but, know what? And when you guys, as a business, you're like, hey, we got to evolve, and we got to do this and that. And That's right. So here's the good news. The fan favorites, the buddy boy, the original big boy, everything that they've grown up with and know and love is not coming off the menu, but we're going to be adding to the menu. And so that's where you have the best of both worlds, that you've got your fan favorites that people have known for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's all going to be there for them, but we know that we want new users. And quite frankly, a lot of our our, you know, established guests have said, we'd like you to try something different. Can I have a new flavor profile? So we think we're you know answering to the market uh, new flavor profiles and, and keeping the tradition around. So we think we can deliver the best of both worlds from that standpoint. But I hear all the time, you can't change, you can't change, you can't change. Um, and I respect that and appreciate that. And I think if you've seen what we've done over the past, you know, three and a half years, you've seen us pay respect to the legacy. And I, you know, one of the things I did when I first got here is I spend time uh, once a quarter with Dave Frisch's granddaughters and Melanie Heineken Barlow uh, in particular. And when I took the post, I kind of likened it to, I wasn't going to just try to change George Clooney's Batman. I wanted to go back to the origin and Dave Frisch was me, the original Batman. Ah, okay. So I said, tell me the, He's the Adam West. Huh? Yeah. To tell, <laughs> tell me the origin story. And so I got the origin about Dave Frisch, who he was, what he was about, what did he care about? Why did he start this company? How did he get involved with it? And so what I learned about Dave Frisch was he constantly changed things. He was a risk taker. Um, and so all the things we're really doing are really going back to our origin. And so I would offer that, um, fans of ours of the last 10 or 20 years, maybe just, Think about it for a minute, and if you go back to Adam West, right, go back to the original Batman, the things we're doing is what our founder wanted us to do to begin with. And I just say we're rediscovering that origin, we're rediscovering those roots and staying true to the founder with the man's name on it. So, you know, we had a, we kind of have a new big boy out there the past couple of years, and someone said, you changed big boy. And I showed a picture of the 1952 big boy who looks slimmer and is in stripes versus checks. And I said, I didn't change him, you did. And so that's that's how we kind of go back to our origin. That we have a 1952 big boy that looks similar in stripes um, to what we have today. So that's how we've just been revisiting the origin, and we're going to continue to pull all that tradition through. Uh, but it's just going to be in a very different way and in, in, a, in an upbeat way, but still authentic to who we are. I mean, you mentioned kangaroo. We're not going to have a kangaroo big boy coming ah, next month. Dang. You know, that's not who we are. But we're going to stay authentic and true to, to who we are. Do you remember? You might not be old enough to remember this, and you're almost as old as me. Back in the 70s, there was this big controversy that, that they were going to get rid of the big boy mascot. Yeah. And then Father Guido Sarducci on Saturday Night Live is what <laughs> came on. Or, no, he was on, he was on David Letterman, and he said, I'm, I'm voting to get rid of Bob. And everyone's like, why? When the audience boos, and he goes, no, hear me out. He goes, I want to take all the statues and put them on a beach somewhere like Easter <laughs> Island. And then people in a thousand years will be like, he must have been some kind of a god. <laughs> in hundred, yeah, and a I thousand they, years, people fight. They did vote to get rid of him, but they didn't get rid of him. No, it was a great, I, I wasn't here, obviously, but it was yeah. a great marketing ploy they did right just to create some buzz and some noise and get people emotional because people still get emotional about this brand right people care and love this brand and we'll go to an event and if big boy is there um i don't care if you're 75 or 7 they're getting their picture taken with them you know there still evokes yeah. this smile this fun and that's what this brand really is about is about these making memories and having fun and uh the statues right we post uh, people will send me pictures i've i have pictures of Big boy statue in Russia, big boy statues in France, oh, wow. big boy France or big boy statue in the UK, 
they just get spread everywhere, and then obviously down south. Le Grand Garçon. Yeah. <laughs> right next to the pyramid in the glass of the Louvre, there's a big boy sitting right over there. <laughs> so it's really it's really cool how people want to, you know, kind of get involved in that and stay involved. Huh. So what which came first, Frisch's or the big boy? Because they're they're yeah. they're kind of they're like a local chain, right? With yeah, the it's national. So, it's a weird history. It is a, it is a wonky, take us through that a little bit. It's a wonky history, right? So Bob Wine, a gentleman out in California, started Big Boy. There is a young man that used to work for him that he was a little big. And that's how Big Boy came. He literally would call this young man, he's a big boy. So uh, he had an inspiration, right? Hmm. And back in the day, right, that was that was okay. And so that how that's how Big Boy came about. And Dave Frisch went out to California to talk to Bob Wine about I wanna run some of these restaurants. So what you're eating is the first double decker sandwich. It wasn't McDonald's, it wasn't Hardy's. Big Boy was the first double-decker sandwich created. So Dave Frisch brought the franchise back, and it became franchised all around the country with different franchisees. And so that's why you had a Kips, and that's why you had um, Big Boy up north in Michigan. We had so, Manners. What did you have in Canton? Did you have a Big Boy? Wow, oh, man. I don't think we had Big Boy. We had, uh, well, Shoney's was the, kind of the, the comparable one. I don't know that's when they came at. on the scene. So I was in Knoxville, and that we had Shoney's Big Boy, and they walked away from the Big Boy Asset several years ago, but I remember Shoney's Big Boy in the South. So Pittsburgh it was, was Eaton Park had Eaton the Park. license for it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so it was kind of everywhere. And then just as you know, we talked about is is if brands don't what you mentioned is exactly right. If brands don't evolve and change, then they just start dying on the vine. And so you have to have that foresight or that vision to say, okay, here's this great memory, but you can't live off of it. So if you if you try to live off your past, eventually you'll just dry up because consumers change their what they want and business models change and do everything. So that's why we took this uh, what I call an aggressive approach to evolve. And I think over the next year you'll really see kind of more of a revolution to where we're headed to. It's uh, you know we're gonna you're gonna see us in a couple of months show up on Twitch and we're gonna be into gaming, um, the esports. Wow! So we're really excited about that. That, that is potential. a left turn. It is, but we're, I mean, <laughs> but you know, we're about families, and you know, families. You know, we and the thing is, we're not here to describe, or at least in my leadership, I'm not describing family as Norman Rockwell, a dog and a cat, and a mom and a dad. Right? Family looks a lot of different ways now, and you get to just pick who your own family is and who members of your family are. If it's the crazy uncle down the street, that's great. If it's the guy across the road, but he belongs and cares about your family, and you make him a family member, that's all great. We welcome everybody. We know that gaming is a big part. You know, I can envision uh, one of our restaurants at a certain time just turning into a gaming center um, where you can have Frisch's food and maybe we hold tournaments there um, and just really get into a different aspect. So we're looking at a lot of different ways that we deliver um, wow. Frisch's food and also the experience um, at a Frisch's is going to be. Now, is getting people to go to a Frisch's a challenge? Because it seems like every time I go there, there's a. You know, it's it's pretty full. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. We we just always want them fuller. Yeah, right. No matter how yes. full they are, we want them fuller. But like, there's a lot of the Cincinnati has a lot of right the great heritage brands. Right, La Rosa's, Skyline, Gold Star. Um, I love all those brands. Right, they do a great job, and and I have a great deal of respect for them. Um, and then everybody else and their brother opens up a new restaurant every other day, um, and then the grocery stores open up places to go sit in and eat. So everybody is competition now the the c stores right where you buy your gas they have lunch specials so everybody it's no longer just these traditional companies are your your competition everybody's your competition so you have to think about ways you know we're heavy into delivery we're on every delivery platform and it's been a huge success for us that we started the delivery it seems like uh, local chains seem to do better can my wife pointed this out a couple of months ago she goes you know a lot of national chains 
they're around for a while and then they just die like yeah. chichis since they're gone yeah. we can mention them it was all about chichis in the 80s everybody loved yeah. chichis now they're just on their grocery shelf and they're with their conagra made salsa but you know here like you said frishes la rosa's gold star skyline they everybody still loves them and up in cleveland mr hero and yeah uh, and pittsburgh eaton park they still seem to do you think people because it's people have such fond memories and that kind of helps keep the fans around but i guess you got to keep doing it right otherwise you'll yeah. end up like ggs or no that's right look the, the food has to be right and one of the stories we're going to start telling um just over in east walnut hills we've had our kitchen there for over 40 years and we grind fresh beef every day we make our soups there every day so the vegetable soup the chili everything you get is made locally and that's yeah. that's now kind of a thing but it's always been the Frisch's brand, and it just hasn't been a story. You guys need to come over. There's a, we have an onion room. Yeah, I took a tour of Did it. Did you see the like, onion room? Is it was uh, you guys were trying to promote the primetime burgers. This yeah. was several years ago. Right. Yeah, and so for some reason they're like, hey, well, Cincy shirts come and walk through the commissary or whatnot, and uh, yeah, the onion room was like legendary. Yeah, I mean, and if you have to wear goggles so you don't yeah. fall like a baby, and uh, <laughs> look like it was like straight out of, like. That scene in New Jack City where everyone's except except they're making uh, onion rings, not, not a cocaine operation. But it was it was crazy. I'm like, how are these people not bawling their eyes out all day? Just they, get, uh, just get used to it. I guess that was that was unbelievable. So yeah, there's a lot of food we make locally, and so that's not a new story for us. It's just a story that hasn't been told over time. The pumpkin pies. There was a gentleman just retired. His name was Bob. Made pumpkin pies for 45 years. Baked them. And we're ramped up now. It's pie season for us. So we put out thousands and thousands of pies. And, uh, you know, it's just that loyalty and what people know. And they make memories there. But, yeah, if, if we don't treat you right or the food's not good, right, eventually that goes away because someone else is going to treat you right. Yeah, so that's that's the fight. That's why we can't take our guests for granted. We can't just stay stagnant for a 10 or 15-year period and expect people just to not expect us to try to get better. So in California, I, I, I'm yeah. trying to get this straightened out here. Bob's Big Boy is still there in, I think it's Glendale. Yep, it's the Burbank, original. Glendale, okay. that's the original. Are there any other ones in California? Because I know there's some in Michigan. Okay, and then there's the ones in Michigan. Right. And But you guys now own the license, and do you license it back to the one in Michigan? Yeah, we have a master license, so we share the mark. So we can do okay. anything with them. We don't ask for permission. We do anything with the mark within our, guy, within our areas that we operate in. We do what we want. And the ones in Cleveland are just... Or just big boy, they're not correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know All it's right. a, it's wonky. It is. It is. It's, <laughs> finally got that straightened out. <laughs> and so one of the things we're looking at doing. Um, so we haven't been in Tennessee for a while. I want to get back to Tennessee. So there's another brand we're working with, and it's not finalized. But over the next ninety days, you'll probably hear about us doing pop up frishes within other restaurants in in Tennessee. So we uh -huh. want to, we want to go take over uh, the bar area in a certain brand, and we're going to turn it in. We're going to have our food there. We're going to have kind of mark frisch's food a limited menu and create some excitement because those folks down in tennessee know about big boy it just hasn't been there in a while so we're thinking about all these different innovative creative ways to get our name out there and to do it in a different way that's kind of to pop up right a certain generation they get that concept and so we don't need to explain it to an old guy like me but to a college student or someone in their 20s or 30s they know what the pop-up concept is so we're just going to overtake uh, some of the other restaurants um, and have some fun with it. And the mainliner, is that the oldest location here in town that's still operating? It is. And that's not the original mainliner, but it's the rebuilt one. But that's what people... I thought so, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been moved, uh, I think, back in the 40s or 50s. Okay. 
So yeah, it's, it's. I saw a picture in the Facebook of old photos of Cincinnati. It showed then it like, but that looks like much closer to the street into that corner. Yeah, than, than that's right. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So you said you just you been to the company how long? Three and a half years. And where did were you from Cincinnati? No, I was born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee, and then my job took me moving around. So I was with a company called Yum Brands for 20 years. That's oh, yeah, KFC yeah. Pizza. So mm-hmm. yep. cut my teeth there for 20 years. Then I went over to Winnie's International. Uh, for a few years and worked on the the image activation piece or you see these new buildings and so from there I was like I don't want to work for a big company anymore I just really wanted to get to uh, my, my dream job was could I find a small brand that people cared about no joke that people cared about might have had a little rust on it but if you could do it right you could kind of see this comeback of a brand and, and people cared about it and so when this opportunity was presented I'm like that's it. This this really became the dream job that, you know, we love Cincinnati, love this brand and, and the people and the fans that care about it, right? Want us to get it right. And, that, you know, I don't know about other brands, but when we screw something up, boy, they tell us about it. You know, <laughs> before Coke came back, you know, we would do, we would make a new product and we would go, yeah, 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 look at us, right? We've got this new widget and they would go great widget, but when you bring it back Coke. And no matter what we did, rebuild a new restaurant, remodel something, launch a new product, it was, when are you bringing back Coke? When wow. are you bringing back Coke? So yeah, that, yeah. Went on, that went on for a year. So why'd you guys change in the first place? I mean, you know what? It was pennies. Previ- it was previous ownership. I don't know why that decision was oh, made. Oh, that wasn't yours? The, no. You didn't come in and we're like, we're switching. Gun. No, 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 no. Um, you know, <laughs> that would have been a great I'm, first I'm, move. I'm <laughs> You'd have been let go. Yeah. That, that's exactly. It should have been. No, you know, I'm not here to indict the past. There was a decision made at that time on why they wanted to go to Pepsi. Um, but I knew coming in, one of the first things, I, if I could, needed to do was could I, could, I, could I find our way back to Coke? And so fortunately, uh, through some interesting meetings and conversations with a lot of people, we were able to get it done. So that was cool. little things. And Crushed Ice is here to stay, Still right? here to stay, yeah. There you go, right? Yeah, Absolutely. So you, so you guys have the strawberry flavoring for the Coke. So that's that's something that's you can only get at Frisch's, right? Yeah. You got the Crushed Ice. See, Even the suckers next to the, the cash yeah. register, there's something that's about right. those that, I don't know if, you know, maybe you just buy those off... Maybe it's just like the you know reformed dum dums, but there's something special about them. You know what I mean? Like but the mag- the magic ice, right? I mean, it's, yeah. But it's that whole combination of things of what you guys were talking about before. You know, in the industry, people want that memory, and then they also want the ability to create a new memory, and that's really what we're working on. Is you know, it's great grandma and grandpa and mom and dad have a memory, but do we really have their kids and their grandkids? Because they have so many options now. So. For us to sit back and not think we have to act or be different to create new memories, then shame on us for not thinking more progressively in different ways. And so, again, when you think of the social platforms that we're on now, the EA Sports, um, again, some of the will be in on Pinterest um, here shortly. Team Snap. I don't know if you guys know what Team Snap was. I had no idea what it was because I don't have small kids. I've yeah. grown kids. But you know, it's an app where moms and dads can look. My you know, junior's got practice over here and Susie has a game over there. And it just tells them where to be and what time. And you can just buy into that ecosystem and talk about your brand and specials and things that you're doing. So, oh, you know, oh, yeah. so over these next 60, 90, 120 days, you'll really see kind of this revolution begin on um, how we start speaking and acting in places that Frisch's has never been before. But it, it's relevant for us and it's, it's authentic to who we've become and who we want to be. Well, I know we touched on this a little earlier, but how, like 
that balance, like you said, between the traditional people that have grown up with versus yeah. trying to bring in the new, new, the young people with, you know, maybe the veggie burger and things like that. Like, that, how much do you anguish over, like, should we introduce wraps or should we, you know, because a while ago, it was all about the wraps. Yeah. And now, not so much. That's right. Yeah. We, we look at it hard every day. Like, are we, are we, are we messing up a good formula? But here's the thing knowing you can't rest on your laurels forever. And so that's, that's helps us guide. And again, I go back to Dave Frisch, right? He constantly was moving, constantly changing things, constantly being pushing the envelope. And so again, I use that as that gives me permission. If the founder of the brand was highly successful doing it that way, Cincinnati, I don't think is any more conservative today than it was 70 years ago. So if it was acceptable back then, if we do it with a respectful way, then we shouldn't. I, I think our I think our fans should demand us to challenge and get better. I think our fans should challenge us to come out with new thinking and new ways of doing that. And in our delivery, you know, we weren't sure. Gosh, well, Frisch's user, you know, what would they think about delivery? Was anybody going to care? And what we found was, you know, this isn't our this isn't our current user. It's a whole new user, right? It's college campuses, you know that they find us now because they're, you know, they like us at 12 a.m., right, there coming to their house, <laughs> right? They like that egg, on, you know, on the, on the bacon, on that, that hamburger at, you know, 1 a.m. So we're finding a whole new audience and they're accepting us and we're not, and that has, you know, if we're on, we're on Instagram, you know, we're on Twitter, that legacy person probably doesn't know what we're saying on that platform anyway. And it's not that we're hiding it, it's out there for everybody to see, but, you know, that, that senior is probably not locked yeah. into snapchat or pinterest or those type of things anyway so they're on can, facebook though they are on facebook <laughs> we know that you're exactly the best, right uh, the best restaurant twitter account who it, it wendy's yeah they're doing great. oh yeah, Man, yeah they're they, great and yeah you're probably right like if you know the the gray hairs that uh love wendy's saw half the stuff that they tweeted or some of the yeah. jabs they take at other people they'd probably not be uh, too happy about that but the kids love it you're like you know hey that's what twitter's all about i'll tell you guys a story when we're done i can't i can't (laughs) can't share it on the pod it's about my about my other job anyway um i had a yeah so uh, my other thing i was gonna say was like so you have the core things in the big boy is sorted now you can do offshoots of it like the breakfast big boy recommended and uh (laughs) and things like that and uh hot fudge cake yeah sorted but you can have a mini hot fudge cake because people don't maybe don't want all that and so like how many different core things are the crushed ice we've got that sorted now that's new tartar sauce tartar sauce sorted but so how many core things do you have and then how often are you tempted to say well let's try a different we're tempted to try it all the time right so again we talked about we have the pumpkin hot fudge cake out now um, we have a red velvet hot fudge cake. You'll see probably in the Ooh. spring a birthday hot fudge cake. We can do a double berry. So we're iterating a whole line of extension. And again, I talked earlier about all the different tartar sauces that we have. So we're going to take what's recognizable to us, the pumpkin cheesecake, right? For years, we just had the pumpkin pie. So pumpkin hot fudge cake. Here's the pumpkin cheesecake over here. So we just take what we do well and just amplify it and put a new new spice to it. You're going to see, I talked about the impossible. We've got this crate new um, app we're coming appetizer we're coming out with in the spring and it's candied bacon right it's just candied bacon baked in an oven with sugar on it and you, hmm. it's brilliant right you just pick up a stick of bacon that's got sugar <laughs> oh, and you just wow. eat it right it's craveable and it's cool um so just things like that that we reimagine our brand we're excited about and you know and again we're telling our story through social um, and we're getting a lot of good response. The, the shares are, are continue to grow. Our agency, we're you know very pleased with. With Burn, they're doing a great job of uh, just helping us amplify an authentic story that just hasn't been told in this way in a long time. And 
you know, we're, we're having we're having fun with it. How uh, how many years have you been in the Red Stadium? Um, Frisch's has been there. I believe it's right around ten years. That's been that long. It's been that oh, wow. long. Yeah, it was it. Yeah, the stadium has been around a little longer than 10 years. They came in a little bit late, but we have two <laughs> restaurants in there. We have a great partnership with the Reds. Yeah, they're really good people, really like the family atmosphere there, um, enjoy that partnership. And uh, Any other sports teams you're talking to or possibly? Uh, FC Cincinnati, we do have a presence over at Nipper Stadium. We opened up two restaurants or concession stands there. Um, and I just went to an event where they showed the renderings of the new stadium, so we're in discussions with them about how we might play a larger role at the new stadium. Nice. Um, so we're excited about doing that. And then still all politics are local that we we're still at little league football games and soccer games and baseball games of uh, being in, in part of that community. And the uh, Joe Nuxall out in Fairfield, the baseball field uh, they have out there, we donated our retired reds um, big boy out there and they do a great job. So fresh is still isn't, it's not just about the, the big corporate sponsorships. That's important to us. But, you know, it's all about neighborhoods, and, and Frisch's has always done a great job at that. So we want to make sure that we're in everybody's community and, and playing a role in that. i got an idea you can steal. Please. So you were out in Denver at Red Rocks, the big amphitheater. I love Red Rocks. Yeah, we saw What did you see? Vampire Weekend. Really? Yeah. Are, are you excited about 21 Pilots? Uh, eh, they're yeah. fine. They're he, nice he was kids. camping out all night for the tickets. I was, nice over in, I was over in <laughs> India. I, I see, bucket list is, I've been to Red Rocks during the day. Who did I, There was nobody oh, there. Just, I was there during the day. I wanted to yeah, see yeah. the venue because yeah. I've always wanted my bucket list is to see somebody at Red Rocks. My wife, too. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we when we were in high school, uh, I was a little late to the YouTube party, and by late, I only mean like, Three years. I was okay. I'm, I was in early, but the first thing I ever really paid attention to was the um, the concert they did at Red Rocks under yeah. a blood red sky. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'll, I'd like to see a concert there someday. So my wife's favorite band now is Vampire Weekend, and they, she found they were going to be there. She goes, "We're going." Oh, that's and so, so cool. we went. So when we're leaving the venue. There's nothing around it. Obviously, it's yep. about ten miles east of the, or west of the city. There's our friends from Chick Fil A. I say friends in quotes. There's been some problems. Uh, <laughs> handing out, not handing out, selling sandwiches because there's the the concessions are all closed. You guys could that, that sort of fire out some big kind boys at Riverbend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. kind of a cool idea. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, I, I like that. And it was seemed to be doing really well because it's 11 o'clock local time. You're getting out of the concert. It's going to be another half hour, at least before you're back in the city, anywhere near a restaurant. So. Do they sound good? It did. We almost got them, but we were doing the intermittent fasting, so we didn't. Okay. We probably would have gotten them if it wasn't for that. I'll get to a concert. I loved going to live music. I love concerts. Yeah. So hopefully I can get out to Red Rocks someday. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, now we'll have those uh, competing music venues in Cincinnati, right? So you're going to get in on those, too? Yeah. Right? There's one going to Newport, I mean, and I think the one in Cincinnati got to go, too. But I think even Riverbend that would work, because be. there's really not a lot around Riverbend. You still have to go down a couple Lexus to get back to Five Mile, and you have to go yeah. back a couple Lexus to get to 27 into Kentucky, so... But when I go to a concert, right off. <laughs> I'm always thinking about what I'm going to drink at a concert, not so much what I'm going to eat. Eat. Because <laughs> we did that. Well, the there was plenty. You could get drinks all the way up until near the end of the show, so that was fine. But all the food stands and the, you know, the food stands aren't that great I mean, at a concert. To be honest, no. Because I think people are like, once you yeah. have enough of yeah, <laughs> right. You like, don't care what you're eating exactly. at that point. Just feed me with yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So. You don't need any quality control. You ever yeah. tried a big boy pizza? Yes, we have. A lot of our fans will put YouTube recipes yeah, online. It's really so good. We like to try stuff and see what it's all about because we love when they send us ideas. Yeah. We love that. Is yeah. that a double decker? What's no, the no, big no. Boy pizza? You, you take out like one of those bobbly pizza crusts and you ground meat, and I think you mix relishes involved somewhere, and then actual tartar, tartar sauce, sauce. And I think cheddar cheese, and it tastes mm -hmm. like a pig boy. It's awesome. Yeah. Huh. yeah. 
It's am- it's amazing. Yeah, you're exactly right. Man, so our sales guy Billy, every time he goes to a Reds game, right, he goes and gets <laughs> La Rosa's, and then he walks over and he gets Skyline, gets a gets a cheese coney, right, yep, and he wraps the coney yeah. in the pizza, and he calls it a Sky Rosa. <laughs> so you guys need to team up with somebody and get some sort of uh, I don't know what that would be. Um, but yeah, the, the cross promotion angle, Get a now this is a, this a homemade thing. So this is an official, I think we're going to try to make an official, but uh, that's anyway, cool. I like, that. I like <laughs> but, that. No, it's really good. But All right. Yeah. There's gotta be some sort of, uh, Frisch's mashup you can do. Hmm. That would be, so um, were you at Yum when you probably, this was probably after your time when, uh, Zantigo and Taco Bell were both bought by Yum and then. No, I was there through the acquisition. So I started out, it started out as PepsiCo, then it went to Tricon, and then went into Yum. So I went through PepsiCo, Tricon, Yum. And so that's when Yum was gobbling up, kind of trying to take over the world, opening up China, um, doing a lot of the international KFC Paris. Um, So there was a lot of activity going on. So they were gobbling up um, a lot of brands and absorbing them and just moving through like a machine. So it was really smart, aggressive business plan that they had so it was it was great learning right it's a brand that still has edge i learned so much from what they do professionally right how to market how to brand um how to push the envelope a little bit um and that's what you know we're gonna we're gonna we think we're in a position to do that with frishes in our social media tone we're not going to try to be wendy's (laughs) uh, but you know you know there's some brands out there that do a great job they're in the coffee business they think they created pumpkin well We've been doing huh. pumpkin for seven years. That's pumpkin true. didn't start as Vinte and uh, Grande. It started as a pie at Frisch is more uh, than that. So, you know, we, we've got a story to tell out there on how, how we can play and, and do that. So what, is, what are some of, like, the lessons you, to this day, you brought from Yum, from, like, the whole Taco Bell? Oh, you know, I, the technical aspect of the restaurant business is that I think just it's still a people business, right? It's still, you just got to treat people right. You got to let them know you care about them. Um, you know, the thing in our industry, we have this connotation that we're in the restaurant industry because we can't do anything else. And, you know, I try to tell whether it's a 16 year old kid or a 60 year old person that's been with us for, for 20 years that you get an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. And that's honorable. And if anybody tries to tell you what you do is an honorable, don't listen to them because there's nothing more honorable than taking care of your family, feeding your kids, putting clothes on your grandbabies' backs, sending your kids to college. That's just honorable work. And if anybody tries to take you away from that because you wash dishes or happen to serve food and that other person happens to have a different profession, you're no less than them. And so, and I grew up like that, or I've been in this business. And so when I would tell people I worked there, they would go, oh, and I'm like, well, I don't ever feel that way, right? I've got a great education through these 30 plus years in a lot of different ways and have been able to do things I would have never been able to do without this opportunity. And so, you know, that's really what I try to stress is if this is for you for the next 20 years, that's great. If it's a two-year stop to you can get to your dream, that's great too. And that's been part of that culture shift of you don't have to get the gold. Don't tell me you want the gold watch here because you, you may want to go just do something with the wild hair and I'll, I'll support you all day long. And so that, that's really what we're trying to just trying to give is that, that that we have work with integrity and what we do matters. And especially if you're taking care of your family, there's nothing more honorable you can do. So nobody gets to take that away from us. Is it 
difficult to get people though to to buy in because you know you would even we kind of have that problem yeah. you would think it'd be easy to find people that love t-shirts and all these old brands stuff like that but a lot of the people, people are looking for a paycheck and they're like they don't care you know we don't have the shirt who cares so you know you can you can order it online for yeah. get a ship free to your house they you know mother telling people i mean how do you get people to really buy into the freshest thing or is it like they say you can't get people what they don't have so if you're not motivated to begin with i reckon yeah well yeah everybody's with the labor market we all know what we're going through right with wages and you've got you know the amazon's the world opening up factories and certain wage rates and that just you know gets people excited and they want to go try that right the hours are more consistent Uh, maybe it fits into their lifestyle a little bit better um so we know automation continues right we're continuing to look at automation and so you have to try to separate yourselves. One of the things we're doing is it's called daily pay. I don't know if you've heard about it. We were one of the first ones in the marketplace mm-hmm. to do it in the industry. Basically, the tagline to daily pay is work today, get paid tomorrow. So we have an app. Yeah. And so if someone works today, they can access up to 50% of their pay the next day. There's It's like an ATM fee. It could be $2 depending on how quick you want it out. And some of the feedback we've gotten from our team is thank you for doing that because I pulled out, my kids showed me on the last day, pulled out of my backpack, I have to pay for school pitches tomorrow. I didn't have the money, but I could access that, or I needed bus fare. So we're trying to do things like that to offset all these pressures that are out there on businesses and and families and moms and dads trying to work to really try to help them uh, make it through day to day because it's not lost on me that people are working their butts off and just getting by. And so how do you make that better for them? And the other thing, no joke, this sounds a little Pollyanna, but I actually believe my own BS. There's some people out there with some tough environments, right? They got a tough life out there. And sometimes if we do it right, and what I try to convey to the team, if we do it right, we can create the best four or six or eight hours in their entire life in that day. If we create the right environment, we treat them with respect, teach them, teach them something new, get them a path to grow if they want to grow with us. And that might be the best six hours they get in a day. And not everybody gets to say that. Um, so if we do it right, that's who we become. And it's more than just food. You know, I happen to think we're a place that creates memories that just serves food. And those memories come through our crew and they come through our customers. And so it's, it's probably Pollyanna on my part, but I just, again, I happen to believe my own BS. And I think that's really what, that's a greater purpose we can serve if we do it right. We don't get it right every day. Um, you know, we just screw up. I screw up stuff every day, but it's the attempt you know, that's, that's the aspirational piece to get to. Is uh, the restaurant business, especially like the regional restaurant business, is it kind of like Amazon proof in that, you know, a lot of places, even like us, are, you no. know, it's. See, do you, I wish. Well, do, uh, so do you think people would turn away from a freshness that they can only get in Cincinnati? And I don't know, how, how, how would, how does that even, I know you can get it delivered now and there's, yeah. you know, you can, there's these pop up, what are they called? Pop up, no, what are they called? The places that, there's just a kitchen and they, the ghost no kitchens. Ghost kitchens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And we're looking at ghost kitchens in, in different places, right? It's it's the model, right? The, the, the market dictates things. And I think some legacy brands like Frisch's, if you think, well, we don't have to change because the customer will always come to us. And that was one of the first things I recognize is if we don't change, we're going to die. And it's what does the market want? The market wants you to bring food there. The market says, um, the, the labor market says there's not enough people that you necessarily want to build 20 new ground up restaurants and have to put 50 bodies in them. But if you do these ghost kitchens, then yeah, you can, you can distribute your food in a very different way because they don't care. You have a brick and mortar building there. You just move it out through a ghost kitchen. So it helps, it helps with the labor market, but it also allows you to continue to get your brand presence out there. 
It's kind of sad, though, isn't it? Because it's like no one wants to leave their house anymore. Yeah. No one wants to pick up the phone and talk to anybody. Yeah. It's uh, everyone's doing these gigs. Everyone's getting paid tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of. Uh, I don't know where we're going, it, it's kind of scary. Where does where does it end, right? Yeah. You think about, you know, people, you know, if they're gamers or if they're big sports fans, they probably have an 80 or 100-inch TV in their house. So why would I go pay all that money to park, pay, you know, 12 bucks for a beer when I can sit at home and have my in-house experience and then have my food delivered? And it's less, you know, a third of the price of going to a stadium if that's not the experience I want. So, you know, everybody's battling with what the – you could only get outside of your four walls. Now everything you want to do, you can get inside your four walls and yeah, maybe never even have to leave your four walls to get everything that you used to experience. So it's really incredible the the way the market keeps shifting and we have to stay nimble enough to be able to shift and move with it. And again, not lose the essence of the core of who we are. Um, but we have to move because the market says so, not because we say so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that experience marketing thing, like you said, you, you know, you're creating a space where people can come in, and it's a, not only for the folks working for you, it's a it's a great six hours, but also you know it's a great half hour, forty five minutes for the yeah. people coming in. Do you, you think you can play off that nostalgia of what you know Frisch's has always been? And because you know, even in this business, we have people come in, they don't remember like I'm wearing my, my Ohio shirt, they don't remember what Ohio is, but it's a cool looking shirt, so they buy it. That's and, right. and what we call it other people's nostalgia. Do you think the young people kind of be you know look how successful Mad Men was? Most people watch Mad Men. Oh yeah, weren't even alive in the '60s. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I think I think there is some of that, and we've been very purposeful. There's a few Frisch's that have TVs in them, but vast majority of them don't. They have Wi-Fi. Come and just you know geek out on your game or you know read whatever you want to do. But I've been resistant to put TVs in it just everywhere where people are just now looking because most people are just going to look at their own yeah, device. That's, that's annoying. It, it is. <laughs> and so now, it, you know, we do. We still get feedback today that their families, did, when they come to a Frisch's, they still talk to you. That's one of the few places they actually talk to yes. each other because we don't have, look at all the bells and whistles and look at everything going on. It's you've got a nice place. It's a comfortable place. We're going to treat you right. And you actually talk for a while. And it's really kind of a no-fly zone, and I think that's kind of cool. You should put a little thing at the end of the table where people can holster their phones. Oh, yeah, oh there you go. Or yeah. one of those zip bags, like when you go to a, oh, yeah, yeah. a concert or something, yeah. and they take your phone. Put the, Yeah, take that at the beginning. That'd be uh, nice. Guy in California. Little conversation so he just, back. He uh, yeah. says he'll, he'll leave his phone in the car, especially if his wife is with him, and she has, in case it's an emergency. But if he's right. with his wife and son, he goes, the most important people are with me here, yeah. so no one's going to call me. So he'll just leave it in the car so he's not tempted to look at it. There you go. Yeah. That's a great idea. Hey, okay. So here, here's where we're going. Sure. We used to have smoking sections and non-smoking sections. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why don't we have talking sections where you take the cell phones away <laughs> so people can talk and non-talking non- <laughs> sections so people can sit there and stare at Zuckerberg and Twitter yeah. and whatever. All it's kind of like on the. Have you ever taken the trains like in Chicago or New York or whatever, and they have the talking trains or the quiet trains? No. Oh no. So it's kind of like that. You can have. Ah. I, I like it. Kind of a, a See, no. See, I'm not crazy. No. <laughs> no. Well, a little bit. That's no. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. For sure. Now, uh, going back to Yum Brands, this is yeah. something that uh, I don't know if it's something that just Yum does, but uh, it really? seems like all of the, all of the. Uh, uh, Back in the, the, the open mic comedy days, it was a bit I had like, okay, Taco Bell had to move in with Long John Silvers. <laughs> and KFC, you know, times were tough, so, you know, he had to get a roommate. Um, I love that joke. I, I do <laughs> love real. that you can go through a drive-thru and you can get a chicken sandwich and also get a quesarito or whatever. Yeah. But 
you know, obviously Long John Silvers needs help, but what was the rationale between you know for that, you for know, that? having the, the double the double branded stores? Yeah, it was the veto vote, right? So if mom and dad and the kids were in the car and someone said, "I want to go to brand X," well, I wanted to go to brand Y, and they were both together, then they didn't drive off your lot. So it was really just kind of keeping the veto vote out that between the three brands, if they were together, mostly KFC, Pizza, Taco Bell, everybody would at least be able to find something at one of those brands. And there was an there was an efficiency in the building and the workforce, so there was a lot of different aspects to it. But basically, it was everybody's going to be able to find something at one of those three brands, and you won't drive off the lot. Huh. So it kept the veto vote from happening. Hmm. So how did franchisees take that, or did um, some liked it, some did? Because I mean, you just go to Mister Taco Bell and say. <laughs> you gotta tear down half your store because Pizza Hut's. Or no, didn't force it. It was an option for them. Or did they come in and say, "I'd like to go to those KFC A and W"? Could they choose? Could they say, they "I'd could. like a KFC and an A and W"? They if could. You don't mind. Okay. They could. Yeah, it was a little menu. Did anyone willingly choose Long John Silver's? <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> of course, <laughs> John, was Josh was here. He loves Long John Silver's. He'll go and get like the, but, the the clean out the fryer stuff at the bottom. What do they call it? Oh that? yeah, the, the little crispy thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Patty yeah. Loves the, too. the yeah. triangle fish. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, man. So why is why is Frisch's fish sandwich so good? It's way better than anything. Oh like yeah, yeah. You know what it is. I'd love to take credit for it, but I can't. But here's the story. Here's the story. Right? No joke. You can look it up and use the Google. <laughs> so I told you Bob Wine created the double-decker sandwich, right? The yep. first hamburger. The filet fish McDonald's created the filet fish because of Frisch's fish sandwich. So and Wasn't dur- that here? Yeah. Yeah. So here's huh. the story, real quick. We got on day. Oh, take your time. Okay. We like so, <laughs> so you've got, right, Lent's a big deal in Cincinnati, right? Heavy Catholic yeah. population. And yep. so the fish sandwich, we sell hundreds of thousands of fish sandwiches a year. And... 70% of those come in a six-week time period in Lent. So that started ramping up in a couple of years as the cod sandwich was taking off. The franchisee of McDonald's at the time in Cincinnati called out to California and said, I'm getting my teeth kicked in out here. There's this sandwich. It's Lent. I don't have anything to offer them. And so the McDonald's Corporation put together or figured out a filet of fish and it came out here to try to combat the cod sandwich. And so, again, when you think, here's the here, here's the cool thing about Frisch's, right? Well, I happen to think it's cool that we were doing, and that's where I go back to Dave Frisch, we were doing a lot of the first things, but we just weren't getting credit for it. We don't get credit for it today, and I'm not sure we got credit for it 70 years ago. But you think about, you know, again, a brand that serves coffee, they didn't create pumpkin. We've been doing it for 70 years and, and creating memories for seven decades with that. Double Decker Burger created it. The fish sandwich, we made large brands react and respond to the cutting edge and leading edge things that Dave Frisch was doing. And that's really what we want to get back to is not play from behind or, oh, we'll do that because everybody else is doing it. We have this platform. We have this way because we have, right, we just, we can do it in our backyard is to really be cutting edge and leading edge on some of the technology I talked about with the, you know, if we get on, right, our vision is, is, is we get on Twitch is, you know, big boys gaming and talking and uh, just interacting with a whole new group. And so I'm not aware right now, as I say this, I'm sure we'll maybe find a, a couple of clowns now that can get out there on a bigger brand and make it happen. But, uh, you know, no one else's mascot, if you will, is out there doing that. And so we know um, the revolution's about to start where we've, We've built this foundation and kind of up, updated our brand, and now it's time to move fast and move into new arenas and exciting places that uh, we haven't been before. So 
that's, that's that's where we're headed. That's super exciting. I can't wait to see Big Boy on Twitch. <laughs> is he gonna be playing Fortnite or uh, like you know what? what uh, that is one of the options. We have develop your own game. We haven't locked it all down. Um, Fortnite is certainly in consideration. We're still in conversations, and one of the other is how do we make Big Boy an avatar and get in there and have some fun. So yeah, it's it's endless to what we can, what we want to do, and and what we can do. So yeah, we're we're excited about that. Oh, Would man. Big Boy work as an avatar? You think? Yeah, like a skin in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the right game, right? That would be more of a kid's game, right? Not a Fortnite-type situation. But, well, no. I mean, but man, my son. How old's your son? Oh, he, he, he's nine. Nine? Yeah. Okay. He's all, he was he was all in with Fortnite, sucked us dry, you know, paying 10 bucks a skin and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. these skins, all, they're just they're just for uh, the beauty of it. You know, oh, because he has a Michael Jordan cape on or he does this or that. I'm like, okay, can you can you jump higher? Can you shoot? Do you, does it give you a special gun? No, it's all for looks. I was like, so, so you're just running around. I, I don't know. That, that's a whole that's a whole nother thing. But um, he got away from Fortnite, and then the black hole happened, and oh, everyone's talking about it again. All of us, you know, the friends need to see what Chapter Two is all about. So now he's all in again. Yeah. So whoever's doing the marketing there is a genius. But long story short, yeah, I think you can put a big boy in there. Make sure you have them sign like the legal stuff because I think Fortnite's big on just ripping people off, right, and putting, you know, whatever suits they want on these guys and the, the T Republic stealing video. dances from YouTubers <laughs> with millions of views and I don't know. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, that would be that would be super fun. See a little slingshot in his pocket and the ginghams and uh, what kind of recognition you reckon Big Boy has around the country? Because I, there's people like me. I'm in my mid fifties. Yeah. And the last big boy before we got the ones back closed. I think in the late seventies, Manners went out of business. Yeah, and San Eaton Park dropped it. I think before I lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, but then again, from you know, well, back in the day, watching Johnny Carson would always joke about Bob going Watch to Bob's, going to Bob's big boy. That's right. And I think it was kind of got that sense of and the Father Guido Sarducci thing should big boy stay or go and things like that. But do you, there, there's probably still some. In parts of the country where I haven't been in years, probably still some recollection of there. The big there boy. is so a, a couple of. Other reference points or quick stories, because that is part of what we're going to do with this pop-up. What is still the recognition and relevancy? Oh, yeah. Right? That's going to help guide us to say that. Did you know there are 300 big boys in Japan? No. Wow. If you pull up the website, I can't read it, but <laughs> there's 300 big boys in Japan. So, And I talked about these big boys pictures I would get in Russia and France and yeah. the UK, etc., so it's still highly recognizable. I don't know if last football season, if you guys ever saw the Ford truck commercial, and pull it up, use YouTube on the Ford truck, and it was they ran it in heavy rotation, and it talked about Americana, and it had all their new trucks with these flatbeds, flatbeds, and the logo that they showed the most. They had a big boy statue on one of the flatbeds. Oh, that's right, yeah, and yeah, out of, yeah. And out of a thirty-second yeah. spot, five to eight seconds of it was big boy, and I forgot about that. And so Ford did that for a reason, right? There, there's still this attachment to oh, I remember Americana. So I, I think if you do it, I think if you do it right and make it relevant, people, you know, you're not going to get them to do something because they did it 50 years ago. And so that was part of why we're just doing this update um, and evolving then kind of the revolution part to make it where because it needs to activate. Right. We need people to activate, to buy our food, to buy our products. Um, we don't want them to just go, oh, wasn't that nice? Remember that? And then go on to the next thing. What we have to do is activate them to go, that's really cool and updated. I remember that vintage big boy. And now they have something that's relative or relevant for us to now go back. So that's the, that's, that's the threading the needle part is don't just evoke a memory with no action. You know, we want to evoke that memory and create new action and new memories and however they want to use us, right? Whether it's in the restaurant, through drive-through, through delivery, 
um, third party. We just want them to get back and say, you're relevant, and, and we want you in, back in our family set. Do you think you have to re-educate some people? Because uh, our, our friends at Gold Star, of course, brought back their hamburgers, and people don't know that Gold Star was actually a hamburger joint. Yeah. First, Roger Dowd, friend of the show, sat here and explained the whole story. And uh, are you afraid people are going to be like, oh, you're just ripping off the Big Mac, when in fact it's the other way around? <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we, that's where we'll start telling that story through social, because, yeah. uh, you know, we, we can write proven in court of law that, well, that who probably, came first. And so we want to yeah. have fun with that <laughs> in, in a cheeky way to say, yeah. you think that was that. Well, let us let us give you a there little you history go. lesson and, and have fun with it and do it with a wink and a smile. Yeah. But nevertheless, have a little edge to it to say we're not copying anybody. You there know, you they copied us. Yep. You know, you're, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> right. that's what we did. That was kind of when I think Big Mac, like McDonald's is huge and they're big and they're great people. Uh, but they celebrated, I think last year was the Big Mac celebration, maybe 50 years of the Big Mac. And, you know, I think we had a social post that just said, you're welcome. You know? So <laughs> there you that's, go. that's just a fact. Yeah. So that's awesome. So you guys own all your stores, right? You don't have franchises. We have, or... we have 120 restaurants and um, 20 of them are franchise. So we have a small contingency of, of franchises. And, and the ones in Michigan and Bowling Green and Cleveland, are those? those that's, are, that's separate up some, in Bob's. That's part of Bob's and the okay. boy family up there. They, okay. they have about, we have 120 restaurants, and I think they have around 65 or 70. Oh, that's a lot more than I thought. And, and again, but they license Big Boy from you now? Is that? We, have, we share the license. You share right? the license. So that, yeah, okay. so they have the master IP, but the, the, the license and the mark is we do whatever we want to. So with if the there's mark. ever a slight change to the way Big Boy looks, who takes care we, of that we if we want to make big boy different we just do that on oh, our okay. own oh, we, okay. cer- we certainly oh, would wow. partner with them and say if you want to get some synergy on this yeah yeah like when we made the change we did three and a half years ago they chose not to make the change but we didn't look for permission we just hmm. said we think this is how we want to evolve and start to show up and look so we just made the change on our own interesting because yeah, we have that ability yeah so and, and what, what's your footprint basically it's four states so it's ohio tennessee kentucky Okay. In Indiana. There you go. Yeah. Nice. My one thing that I'd like to get get changed. Sure. If I can make it if I can make a difference <laughs> on this podcast. Let's today. try. Saturday mornings, we're a soccer family. We go, you know, hit the hit the uh, the soccer fields, you know, play for an hour or whatever. About twelve o'clock, you know, we don't want to go home. We're just gonna go to Frisch's. The kids get the breakfast bar because it's still out. Yeah. But mom and dad, you know, we're into, you know, we're going to get the big boy. We're going to get the fish sandwich. I want to add that salad bar on. Aha. And usually by 12 o'clock, it's half salad bar, half breakfast bar. But they cannot sell me a salad bar or they won't let me go up there. They're, oh, well, I can no get way. you a side salad. Yeah. And it's, it's happened in a couple the Fort Wright one and the Independence one. I'm calling you guys out. But that's what made, made me think it's policy. And the guy's like, you don't know. No, I, I can't ring it up. Like, I cannot I cannot sell you a salad bar right now. You'll get, you know, get charged for the whole breakfast bar, which I don't know. It could be the same price. I never looked into it. But all right. I'm just out of principle. No, I'm not buying that breakfast bar because all I want is the salad. what's on the left side. Can the man get a salad? Exactly. That's all we're trying that's to get to. Yeah. All right. You have my commitment. Let me go back and work on that. Right. The man's got to have a salad. Just add the button on the register if he can't. Yeah. You gotta he think can't sell it to we, me. We put a man yeah. on the moon. We can get a button. <laughs> I think so. Right? Yeah. There's kids gaming on Fortnite in the corner over here. That's and right. Earning three million dollars. Streaming. Right. Earning millions of dollars playing Fortnite. By the way, so we ought to be able to get to a salad. So. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you letting well, me know. If you that. can do something, that's my comment card for this podcast. <laughs> We're making differences, uh, <laughs> making a making a change. 
<laughs> Noted. I don't know. But I always thought that was funny. So is the future more brick-and-mortar stores within the footprint or concentrating on the pop-up thing? Or what's, what's the focus immediately? You know what? Immediately? It's, it's plural, right? So the thing that with every business now, you can't just run one path. You've got to run parallel paths. So we're going to look at the right brick-and-mortar places to be around our four-state footprint. We're going to continue to look at pop-ups. We're going to look at ghost kitchens. Uh, we're going to continue to uh, expand our delivery platform. So there's never one, right? There's not one way anymore that people want their food to them. So we're going to we're going to continue to play in all those aspects. On the delivery side, what what's the the, the main hurdle? I guess the the obvious one is keeping it fresh because mm-hmm. as everybody in any restaurant, even if you go to the drive-through yourself and get it, yeah. getting that thing home even within 10 minutes depending on the food. Some food travels better than others. Pizza travels great. It does. If you get one of those hot bags so you can get yeah. it from like Walmart or whatever. No problem. Right. But like you try to take home a burger or chicken or something like that. And, eh, There's no fries doubt. especially do not travel well. It's it's challenging. There's no doubt about it. You know, I'm a delivery user as well and it, it can be challenging sometimes. One of the things that I haven't seen a lot of other brands do, we have a sealable clear bag. I don't know if you've seen the videos where maybe a driver might want to sample some of the food that's being <laughs> delivered, right? There's been those oh, uh, right on out on YouTube, oh, right? I've yeah, seen yeah. that. So we have a, a sealable bag that's clear. So, you know, if you get our bag and it's open, send it back, let us know oh. because no one's going to open that except you. And so the way we seal it, it's done a better job of keeping the hot food hot hmm. um, from that. But is it perfect? No, certainly. Yeah. That's, I think that's the trade-off, right? I think people are like, I'm okay if my fries get a little cold because I have a microwave. And I'll stay in my pajamas and not get out. And that's yeah, the trade-off. Yeah, I was going to say, people make. will still complain and they don't realize you're battling. Go get it yourself. You're going to have the same problem. But it's <laughs> like... it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, I reckon it's time for a code then. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot today. <laughs> we today. did. Well, got a lot of, I love it. Got our questions answered. Yeah. So I'm sure you've listened to every episode of the Cincy Shirts podcast. So you already know by now that at the end of every episode, we ask the guest to come up with a word or a phrase uh, that will be good for 20% off on our website and in our stores. Um, so what, is there any, any word that inspires you? It doesn't have to be freshers related at all. It could be whatever you want. Well, it has to be, have to be proper, right? Well, yeah. Whatever you want. We had Wu-Tang Forever was a code someone yeah, gave. Yeah. What was, uh, I don't know. There's been some fun ones. Yep. There's been some long, obnoxious ones that people could never spell. So those never get redeemed. So short and sweet's the best. Yeah. All right. Well, how about I just go easy with hot fudge cake? Oh, hot yeah, there fudge you go. cake. Which we didn't really talk too much about. No. There you go. There you go. I'll put it in here now so I remember it. Appreciate it. All right. There we go. Cool. So, yeah. So uh, follow Frishes on all the socials. You guys are everywhere. Twitch soon. When's the Twitch starting up? To be determined, but we're hoping in the next uh, 60, 90 days we'll have some big news. Awesome. Great. And you know, that'll be promoted on the other social platforms. So people. Great. All right. So just follow Frishes. You'll be fine. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys. That's <laughs> it. Jason Vaughn from Frisch's, he's the CEO over there, and uh, that song, the playout song there, Big Boy by Sparks, uh, does not have anything to do with Big Boy, although that band is from Los Angeles, so I reckon that that title probably came from the restaurant of the same name, and then they just kind of made up a whole new song from there. Uh, find Big Boy on all your social media, of course, and do check out their restaurants here in the tri-state and uh, across, well, across other parts of the country, I reckon. Uh, just use the Google. You'll find them. It's terrific. And again, that, that breakfast sandwich, holy cow. 
that should have been in our lives this whole time. Why it wasn't, I don't know. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the show, uh, be sure to drop us an email, podcast at cincyshirts.com. Put podcast guest in the subject line and maybe a little information about them if you like. And then uh, use that same email to donate to the podcast via PayPal or Venmo, of course. And then uh, we'll track down that person and try to get them on the show. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area, but still feel connected to the tri-state. And as always, if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have, check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. We've got everything from baseball great Johnny Bench to actress Amy Yazbeck. Just tons and tons of great episodes. Uh, today's show is produced by me, with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. Lots of defunct sports teams, uh, loads of old hockey teams, basketball teams, it's that time of year, uh, old shopping centers, restaurants, radio stations, things like that, uh, just like Cincy Shirts, but for those towns. And again, the promo code for this episode is Hot Fudge Cake, all over... And again, the promo code for this episode is Hot Fudge Cake, all lowercase, all uppercase. Either way, you can alternate, doesn't matter, and you can use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. You can also use the code in our physical or brick-and-mortar stores in OTR, Hyde Park, and Loveland. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from, and as always, download or stream this next time. Bye! I said goodbye